Good morning, Trinity, and welcome to our daily podcast. My name is Tripp. I'm the pastor on the north side of town. And today is Thursday, August 27th. As is our habit, we take time each day, each morning, and look together as a community at one of the assigned readings from the Daily Office Lectionary. And what I would like us to do today is to look at Psalm 18. This is a long psalm. We read the whole of the psalm today through morning and evening prayer. And what I want us to do now, though, is just to look at a few of the verses. And so if you can, open your Bible and turn to Psalm 18, and we will together read beginning in verse 20. Psalm 18 says this, The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his ordinances were before me and his statutes I did not put away from me. I was blameless before him and I kept myself from guilt. Therefore, the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, we do thank you for these words. We thank you for creating us to know you, to know you and to share in your abundant life. This morning, as your people, would you give us the strength to order our lives, to align our lives around the perfect way of your kingdom? Help us to trust you, to trust that your ways are, are for our good and that they lead us into places of peace. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, some of you who know me uh, will know this, but many of you do not. And so just to fill you a bit uh, in on my personal life, my family and I recently made a pretty significant shift in our domestic lives. We uh, sold our home in the heart of the city, and we recently moved to a farmhouse out in the country on several acres of land. We've been saying kind of jokingly that we're living the Wendellberry dream, uh, and it's been really fun. We uh, have these hopes and dreams of agrarian tranquility with chickens and goats. My kids want miniature donkeys. Uh, which I'm less enthused about, but I'm getting my head around them. Uh, We're hoping for a flourishing vegetable garden, all of this in the near future. However, right now, our most immediate project relates to planting trees. We're hoping to plant several dozen trees all around our property, both to line the property, but also have hopes of creating a small fruit orchard. And if you know me at all, you know that I am temperamentally inclined towards research. I spend countless hours looking things up. And so for me, this is a great opportunity to do that very thing. And so I've spent hours painstakingly exploring the ideal trees to plant, ones that are fast growing and disease resistant, which ones provide beauty in the spring and abundance of fruit to be enjoyed year round. And we've made those selections. And so now I'm in the process of preparing to plant these trees. And so checking pH levels in the soil and adjusting as needed. We're identifying and purchasing the best organic fertilizers to ensure healthy root development, making sure that as we plant these trees, that they are adequately watered in those crucial first few weeks as they find their new home in the ground. And really it's in that process of preparation 
and cultivation that I see a great parallel and really a profound analogy to the spiritual life. And that's where I'm going with this. If you're wondering why in the world are we talking about planting trees and the mundane details that come along with that. Here's what I think of when I, I think of Jesus' words in John 14. In John 14, 3, Jesus says this. He says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And it's that idea of Jesus receiving us to himself that I find so moving, that I find so compelling, something that we should sit with. It seems to be from uh, really a similar idea or a similar spirit that we see in verse 19 of today's psalm reading. Because there you see uh, it's speaking to God's work in bringing us out of darkness into a place of freedom and peace. Verse 19 says this, that God brought me out into a broad place and delivered me because he delighted in me. And so our entry into the peace of God is something he does. It's his invitation. It's his initiative. And yet, here's the thing. You and I have a vital role to play in that process. We can't discount it and we can't ignore it. And I think that's what you see then in Psalm 18, that verse 19 leading into what we then read as we began today, that the psalmist here knows that the blessing they are experiencing in life comes from the good hand of God. Yet nowhere do you see passivity, nowhere do you see inattentiveness to the necessity of cultivating a way of life with God. Maybe we could say cultivating the blessing of God. No, here, what you see is they, they speak to the faithful keeping of the ways of God, studying the Lord's ways, resolving to walk in them. It says free of all guilt and shame. And so maybe to go back to this fruit tree idea, every fruit tree is by design meant to bear fruit. That is God's intended end for a fruit tree. And yet there are countless ways that a farmer can improve the conditions, tend to the life of that tree so that fruit bearing is all the more likely. Similarly, in my life, in your life, while God alone sets us free, he alone extends that invitation into a divine life, and that's the end for which you and I were made, we are still able every single day to make intentional choices that move our hearts and our lives in one direction or another. And the encouragement from the psalm today is to make decisions that lead us into greater and greater alignment with God's intended end, with the end for which he imagines my life and your life. In this way, God's invitation and our effort are not contradictory. And depending on your Christian background or religious experiences, that may be a hard thing to hear, but we must hear it. God's invitation and our effort are not at odds, but it's actually them working together. It's the intended means by which we learn to grow, by which we're able to enter into the fullness of all that I believe God longs for us to be. And so maybe that simple image of tending to an orchard, of planting trees and seeing them bear fruit. Maybe that's helpful to you today in some way, not in any way discounting the work that the Lord does to bring forth that fruit, 
but at the same time saying, God, what are you asking me to do right here and right now to make sure I'm tending to the soil of my life? What can I do to make sure I'm uh, improving its health, setting it in places in which I'm longing for maximum growth, maximum fruit um, that only God can give, but saying, Lord, here I am. I long for you to move in any way uh, that you choose to do so. I think of um, Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 3, and maybe we'll, we'll close here. Uh, I love the way Eugene Peterson puts it in the message. 1 Corinthians 3, verses 7 and 8 says this, It's not the one who plants or the one who waters who is at the center of this process, but God who makes things grow. Planting and watering are menial servant jobs at minimum wages. What makes them worth doing is the God we are serving. So remember that today. It is God who makes things grow. He is at the center of this process, and yet you and I as servants still have jobs to do. And so do them faithfully, do them with all diligence, perseverance, and courage, and may God bless you in that process. Amen.